Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to JU Israel Teachers Lounge, where we keep you in touch with what's going on here in Israel and give you some insight behind the headlines. I'm your host, Michael Unterberg. Here, as always, with co-host Alan Goldman. How's it going, Alan? It's going well, Mike. And also this week, we have producer Matt Littman. How's it going, Matt? Good afternoon, Mike. It's going well. And we have a very special guest. Alan, would you please introduce our guest and our topics? So our guest is Amichai Cohen from the Israel Democracy Institute. And Amichai is going to talk a little bit about the Israel Democracy Institute, what it does. And the reason we're here is we want to discuss the nation-state bill, which is a new bill that's supposed to be voted on in the Knesset today. Many of you may have not seen it, but it's a very big um, topic here in Israel, going back and forth really for many years, actually. And in the last few weeks, it's really reached its crescendo. And uh, the final vote uh, is supposed to be today on it. So we're going to talk about what this is, why is it so controversial in Israel. Uh, if you may or may have not heard about it, but it's actually even a bit controversial in the diaspora. Am I the only one who heard Alan say crescendo? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. No. Yeah, okay, go ahead. What do you know? You're from Brooklyn. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then um, uh, the diaspora, even the head of the federations flew in specially to meet with the Knesset because uh, there's some worries about it in from diaspora jury. So, um, it's really uh, sort of a major, um, you know, could say news item here, just below your, you know, Gaza and Trump uh, visit around the world, but it's still uh, there. So that's what we're doing here to talk to Amichai, who's uh, uh, your role in the Israel Democracy Institute in Bechlau. I'm a senior fellow, and I'm also the head of the program for national security and democracy. Uh Can you explain about the Institute? So the Israel Democracy Institute is a think tank. It's a private institution. It's uh, funded by uh, donors, many of them uh, Jews from Israel and from abroad um, and foundations and what we deal with are questions related to democracy in Israel in in general and when I say democracy in Israel I mean we have a program as I said on national security matters and democracy we have a program on democratic values we have uh, programs on the relationship between Jews and Arabs within Israel on the questions of uh, ultra-orthodox Jews um, uh, within the Israeli society, so a host of matters that uh, we have many other programs, but a host of matters that relate to questions of democracy. What we do is we uh, write policy papers and ask ourselves questions about uh, where should Israel go with uh, some issues, uh, questions it faces. And then we also uh, promote suggestions through meeting with government officials, members of Knesset. Uh, we disseminate our opinions uh, to the public through uh, editorials and uh, interviews in newspapers. We have a very active uh, uh, internet site and uh, Facebook messages, of course, and uh, uh, this in- entire. So it's a, it's a I think it's the largest think tank in Israel, and we deal with all issues. And of course, the issue we're speaking of today is one of right. the flag issues we're, we're dealing with. So this nation-state uh, bill that's being voted on today or tomorrow, supposedly, they want to do it before the summer session, uh, they, re- they recess for the summer session, um, is uh, Jewish 
instituting the Jewish law, uh, Jewish character of the state as a basic yeah, law. So, so, so we have a few things that we kind of like want to get clear. Yeah. Just, well, just so f- regarding the name, okay. if I may, for a second. Sure. The exact name, uh, the translation, I think, is Israel as the nation state of the Jewish people. Okay. So it's a. Uh, not a neutral nation state, it's the nation state of the Jewish people. That's the uh, translation of the the name of the the bill. Okay, great. So first... Was there any debate about the name of the bill? Or is the name itself a source of debate? Um, There is a general debate in Israel. As you might know, Israel has a significant minority of Arabs. Right. So about 20% of the citizens of Israel are Arab. And of course, not all of them accept the fact that Israel is the nation state of the Jewish people. But I think that um, this general definition, we'll go into the de- details later, but the general definition that Israel is the nation state of the Jewish people is not controversial not within Israel, and I think also abroad. It's not a controversial issue. Once you get into the uh, nuts and bolts, right. then it becomes a question, you know, what exactly does it mean, and what does it mean for the rights of the minorities, etc., and right. we'll discuss it later. But this general definition, I think, is not controversial in Israel. Okay, thanks. Great. So what I'd like to do, I think, and my uh, esteemed colleagues will agree, for first is really understand what is the difference between a law and a basic law, because that's the whole thing they're trying to make as a basic yes. law, and then go into what is the whole like the big picture what they're trying to do with this with this new law yeah. and then like what are the controversies yes so yes so so let's start at the beginning the beginning right. is the uh, declaration of independence in May 1948 and in the declaration of independence there is a clear clause which says that uh, Israel will have a constitution and actually the first elections will be uh, elections to the constitutional assembly right we won't have. <laughs> and the constitutional assembly quickly quite you know, quickly came to the conclusion it cannot form an institution <laughs> for Israel, and they had. Uh, and the, one of the first decision is that they now call themselves the first Knesset, or the first mm-hmm. Parliament. And what they'll do with the constitution is that they'll enact the constitution chapter by chapter. Uh-huh. The chapters will be called basic laws, and once this project will be finished, the, the whole thing, the entire. Uh, 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 um, set of chapters will become the constitution of of Israel. And we now have, I think, uh, 11 or 12 chapters. So this is one of the uh, chapters of the the constitution. So we have basic laws, which are basic laws, the government, basic laws, the Knesset. Actually, uh, as a matter of institutions, uh, it's it's quite uh, elaborate. Okay. and uh, so, 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 so the basic laws generally are supposed to be, be only uh, these parts of the future constitution. When they'll be finished, supposedly there will be some constitutional convention, and right. then we'll accept the constitution. However, since at least since 1995, uh, the Israeli uh, Supreme Court has interpreted at least some of the basic laws as having the power to uh, um, uh, above regular laws. Meaning, right. if there is a regular law which contradicts the basic okay. law, then the court has the power to strike down 
the regular uh, law, um, uh, and then the Knesset has to. Right. Whatever. I'm Does that mean that the, that the court is essentially using the basic laws as a constitution, yes. even though it's not officially Yes, uh, yeah, the, 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 there is a big debate about it. I don't know if you want to go into it, but right. in the beginning of the 1990s, Israel passed a very important uh, basic law. It's a uh, basic law, uh, um, human dignity and liberty. Right. And, and this, um, after this basic law, the, uh, then... Uh, Justice, and then he, he became later the president of the Israeli Supreme Court, Aaron Bar, wrote about the constitutional revolution, and he said, okay, we now have, it's not a complete constitution, but it's at least a partial constitution. The court has since uh, struck down 18 uh, laws, which it's not a lot in, uh, in comparative uh, terms, so uh, in 20-odd in years. Uh, however, it has a chilling effect, of course, on on enactment of new laws because it's always whether the court will right. strike down. So, okay, so we have uh, this framework. It's a partial framework. Everybody knows it's it has a temporary uh, uh, sense about it. You know, right. it's partial, and we're not sure exactly. And it was never declared that there is a constitution, and there is constant debate right. whether the court actually has a, the power or it took the power. But so we like to say, just from you, it's like uh, building the plane while you're flying it. <laughs> yeah, but that's the Israeli system. As exactly. you might know, if you've been here for a while, you understand. That's exactly. the way we've been uh, operating for, for the last yeah. 70 years. So uh, more, 100 and... <laughs> no, okay. So, perhaps. Is there any prospect yeah. of that being a formal constitution, or is this it? There have been attempts throughout uh, uh, the years. The problem... Uh, the issue now is regarding the power of the court. I don't know if uh, the listeners followed yeah. the previous discussion. I don't know right. if you had anything about no, it. No, we didn't. About the override clause. So th- there is a major question regarding the power of the court. And there is a stalemate, actually, in the Knesset regarding this. And this is the major obstacle there. However, however, as uh, the government or the coalition felt it had the majority now to pass the bill we're talking right. about as a basic law, then they are. They said, okay, so even under these partial and temporary uh, circumstances, we're going to pass this law. Uh, and, yeah. so what Israel is a nation state of the Jewish people. Right, so what are they trying to do with this law? Why... So there are two things. First of all, it's once we have a constitution, so this bill puts in some uh, issues that uh, we are required to discuss, and and are usually discussed, not perhaps in the U.S. Constitution, but in many other modern constitutions. For for example, the uh, flag, the capital of Israel, etc. So national anthem, national anthem. So these general issues which are discussed in many constitutions. Right. So that's the first goal. Right. The second goal, um, some might say that it's redundant, that there's no controversy about it, but others say it's important, is to declare that Israel is the nation state of the Jewish people. So the Jews have self-determination, and it's not only uh, that, is that the Jewish people are the uh, have a unique right for self-determination within Israel. So no other people have a right for self-determination within the state right. of Israel. 
And the third um, goal here, uh, one which during the um, uh, discussions in the Knesset was actually diluted, is to override some decisions of the Israeli Supreme Court reg- regarding the relationship between Jews and Arab within Israel. Maybe we'll get into that later. Right. But uh, most of the discussions were regarding this third uh, goal. So right. the Knesset, the coalition, was trying to uh, change decisions of the Israeli Supreme Court that were, uh, you know, um, arrived at uh, in for the past, I think, 20 years right. regarding the Arab minority. Uh, most of these... In regular laws. Some according to regular, some according to other basic laws, because because what happens is that sometimes you have a contradiction between Mm. two basic laws, and then. But but anyway, there was an attempt here to override decisions, and we'll get into that later. And but most of these attempts were actually uh, we we did not uh, make it to the final draft as we have it today. Now I want to reiterate. What we have today is before the, vote, uh, the final, final vote, vote. Right. so it might change. But uh, let's assume we're recording we're, on Wednesday, we're afternoon. Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, 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 Tuesday. Sorry, at, uh, at four, three o'clock, three so. fifteen. Let's say. So, so this. So, what are they trying to do? With, so, what? What's the? So what is the controversy? I mean, it seems like to me. It seems to me in the big uh, in the big picture, they're just taking a lot of things from the Declaration of Independence and putting it into okay. a basic so, law. Uh, That's what it seems to me. Okay. So, what's the controversy? Okay. So. There are there, the controversies. I'll, with your permission, I'll divide it to uh, sure. uh, principled controversies and specific right. controversies. So, uh, principled controversies. So, the first thing is I already mentioned it is the question is of whether Israel, is, especially regarding the uniqueness of the self determination of the Jewish people. So, the idea is that there are no collective rights to any other. Uh, ethnic group within right. Israel. Only the Jews have collective right. rights. I'm not speaking about personal rights. Right. Of course, civil rights, human rights, everybody should be equal, but as collective right. rights go, it's uh, unique or or not every collective right, but the idea of self-determination, so, the most important right. collective right, is only to the Jewish people. So right. this is, of course, controversial and for some Arabs, but that's the, ma- that's the first principle. The second uh, problem is the relationship between uh, this law and other basic law. So what happens, so, so the Israeli Supreme Court interpreted the right for human dignity as including the right, or encompassing the right for equality. Right. The, the, the basic law, human dignity uh, of the person does not have a specific clause protecting equality as such. However, the Supreme Court said human dignity includes equality. So what happens... Meaning it, it would be it would hurt their dignity to be a second-class citizen. Yes, yes, exactly. So what happens if there is a contradiction between the, the, the equality, the equality and, and the, the rights of the Jewish right. people... The first, the first attempt at the law, I'm reading here from the original suggestion, and this did not make it to the final draft, as uh, saying that the, this basic law and all other laws should be interpreted in conformity with this pro, uh, provision 
stating that Israel is the nation state of the Jewish people. So this was supposed to be uh, like a supplant, super, like a super yeah. basic law. Right. But this was taken out right. of the final law. Are there other examples of super basic laws? Or is this no, this, is the the only, this was supposed to be the super, super basic law. But it's right. not... It's not in the final draft. What's more, and what's more, a little worrying, not in the final draft, is that um, the original uh, proposal, including uh, included a clause which says that the purpose, the purpose, I'm sorry, of the basic law is to secure the character of Israel as the national state of the Jewish people according to values of a Jewish democratic state in the spirit of the principles of the Declaration of Independence. So bringing in the idea of a Jewish democratic state, which is a unique uh, idea for the Jewish state. So we said we have a balance here, the Jewish and democratic state, right. and the principles of the Declaration of Independence. This was all taken out of yeah. the law. So the law includes... Uh, no reference to the Declaration of Independence, no reference to democracy. Yeah, why was it taken out? It was like... Um, uh, uh, an exchange? Uh, yeah, 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 right, like a deal, right? Yeah, so right. we're taking uh, out the super uh, nature, the ah. super basic law nature, and then don't ask us to put in the democratic right. well, because it nature of, of the state. So, so there is no mention in this law of... Uh, democracy. The idea being... So this is what is confusing me a little bit when I'm reading all the different commentaries, but this seems is coming to balance the human dignity law, exactly. which is so, a democratic law, yeah, right? Exactly. So, oh, okay. so you're saying, so, okay, so there is a balance here. Yeah. The only problem is that, first of all, um, this law is supposed to be about the nature of the state, right? right? So and uh. it doesn't even include a reference to the Declaration of Independence and the basic idea of a Jewish right. democratic um, state. So, for example, the human dignity law does include Jewish, Jewish democratic right. state. So if right. you're correct, it should have said only democratic, right? right? There's no balance. Right. Second, uh, this law is protected. You need a basic law and a majority of 61 members of Knesset. It's entrenched right. to change it. The basic law, human dignity, is not entrenched. Uh, Theoretically, uh, you can change it by a two to three majority. Right. It's, it's in theory, but but it has there's a point. And third, and that's an, an important issue. Equality was put in. The other law only by way of interpretation of the Supreme Court of human dignity mm, of human dignity. There, it's not written down in the law. It's true. The Supreme Court did interpret human dignity, but Supreme Courts, as you know from America, <laughs> come and go. Right? Justices of the Supreme Court change. Right. Uh, interpretation is, is different than uh, whether something is written down short of the Constitution. So these are... So I, can I just ask a technical question? How many Knesset members do we need to pass a basic law? Not to change, but to pass it in its third... So reading. the court said that if you want to entrench it, you have to pass it at least in the majority you want to entrench it by. So, if so you, 61. So 61 in all... Uh, right. Okay, so if you want to entrench it, so you need right. 61 votes uh, right, right. Uh, okay. in order to pass Sorry. Okay, so... Um, so, uh, so these are the, the major um, right. controversy, general principal, principal controversies. Principal no, there are specific controversies. Right. Some of them 
are uh, derivatives of the general controversy. Right. Some of them are, are independent. Or political, we'd say, right? Political. Uh, okay, so, uh, so for example, the uh, status of the Arab language in Israel. Right. So the law says that Hebrew is the uh, um, uh, language of the, the state yeah. language. The official so, language of the... So it doesn't, it doesn't use the term, and it's in, in, intentionally so, right. the official language. So it's the state language. Right. Then it said that uh, Arabic shall have a special standing right. in the state. So what exactly does it mean? This was left... Uh, a little vague, op- vague yeah. or opaque, right? So, yeah. so, what does it mean? Does it mean that standard, they yeah. added um, uh, to the to the specific after a lot of controversies, they added um, to this article. This is uh, Article Four in the in the current edition that um, nothing said in this clause will uh, infringe upon the status. That Arabic actually has now in Israel right. before, so it's not intended to somehow uh, hurt the status so of the Arabic what is usage. Which, but what still, is it's a symbolic. Yeah, yeah. But what is that status of Arabic now? So that's a, so that's uh, uh, right. So uh, the Supreme Court. So there are laws and there are decisions of the Supreme Court. So right. for example, there is a decision of the Supreme Court stating that all the road signs should right. be also in, uh, in Arabic. In, in Arabic right? right. So that's. One of the things that the court right. said regarding the Arabic uh, language, the question of whether you can have service in Arabic in, in uh, government institutions, right? right? So in some of them you can, some of them you can't. It's uh, what about schools, can, education? Yes, but edu- right. So you, there is independent education wow. for uh, for Arabs wow. in Israel. They have a. Uh, within the state system right. of public schools, there is a section of school. So the Arab population learn uh, in, in in Arabic. They have independence of the language. So once again, in in practice, at least the way the law stands right now, there is no infringement up, up, uh, to the um, um, status of the Arabic right. language. However, symbolically, right. and constitutions are a lot about symbols. symbols. So it says clearly and unequivocally that Hebrew is the language of the state and not Arabic. So, right. so is it written, you said before that there was a decision of the state, of the Supreme Court, excuse me, that the road signs, etc. should be written yes. in Arabic. Is that anywhere written in law? Because I was always brought up to be told that Hebrew and Arabic were both the official languages of the state of Israel. No, this is not written by in, in law. This yeah, is no, this no. is a decision of. The, but once again, the, uh, if if anything, this basic law protects this decision the of the Supreme Court because it says nothing can uh, said in this uh, it's basic a set law. Quo. It's yeah, a yeah, Israel right. has no specific uh, no official language by law. Before this, before that. What about Ju- I- I- Hebrew? Was Hebrew an official language before yes, this? Yes, yes. There were, b- but there were two official languages. So Hebrew and Arabic. Yeah. So, but the, but yeah, but, but the basic law specifically does not use the term official. official. So it's a state. Right. 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 So, so this is one of the controversies. And this law wouldn't change the fact that the two official languages are no. Hebrew and Arabic. No. But it's giving some symbolic 
weight importance to Hebrew. Yes, yes. Primary. The primary official language and secondary official language, which I don't know what that means, but that's what it seems to be saying. Yeah. Are there other examples from around the world? Because again, as Michael says, I don't know what that means. Canada. What's it like in Quebec? I don't know. Like, what are these? What's this issue of a primary as opposed to secondary language? And English isn't featured at all. Because the word sense are in English. No, but no, but but you have to understand that. This is a result of a compromise, right? That uh-huh. the law went through a lot of discussions, and once yeah. you know that a, a camel is a, is a donkey made by a committee, right? So <laughs> that's that's yeah. the so when you have all these discussions, at the end of the day, it's not exactly clear what was the initial intention, but this is what you have. I'll give you another example, which is maybe even uh, more to the point you you were asking, and that's um, very big discussion regarding uh, Article uh, 7, uh, which um, uh, it's the, the, the byline is a Jewish uh, settlement, but settlement here is not in the terms of settlement. In the in territories. The territories, yeah. it's generally Jewish settlement, the, right. the emphasis on Jewish. So in a very famous dis- uh, decision of the Israeli Supreme Court in 2000, the court said that... Um, uh, Israel cannot uh, erect a, um, a, 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 any a settlements that are for Jews only. Right. So you have to open up, if it's on state land, you have to open it up to everybody, including for our. So we'll give an example. For me, right, I live in a, in a moshav called Nehusha, which is down in the Eila Valley, not in the territories, in the Green Line, but everybody's Jewish and everybody's even Orthodox. You have to go through a committee. Oh, so what's, I'll, I'll get to the committee right? in a second. I'll get to a committee, but exactly to the committee. But the, the committee is a response to this. Right. But but the court said if if it's open, so it but has to be committed. I think it's, it's can't it's, it's it can't be according to uh, ethnic differentiation. Right. This is state land, and even regarding. Uh, land owned by the Jewish National Fund, the court said listen, we now have a state so you can't um, um, have uh, discrimination against the Arabs Uh, so this is a very famous decision, the Qadan decision, and then came the committee's law which said okay, but sometimes we have very small communities which have a legitimate interest in protecting their uh, cultural unity. So right. the the court. So the the law says, and it was approved by the court, that uh, a small community and small was de- defined up to four hundred families. Right. They have a right to form a committee, and the role of the committee is to protect the uh, character, cal- cultural ca- character of the uh, of the community. It said says explicitly in the law. That it will not apply uh, ethnic, right? Uh, um, uh, you know, uh, tests. Right. Okay, so, so only for Jews. However, no, everybody, so everybody, everybody understood that 
So I'll tell you how they got around. They get around that by me, right? So of course, Sorry? how would they get around by by my where I live, right? How they do this? So they have a committee. No, I'm telling you, right? So yeah. the committee. So we're less than 400 people. We're 240 families, and the two qualifications you had the, the, in the committee were you have to keep Shabbat and you had to go to the army. Okay, so right. Since, so was uh, ethnic or right? So okay, no, everybody understood so, that this was in some way exactly. countering the decision of the court. But the court said, listen, we understand there is in very small communities a legitimate mm-hmm. interest, and if you have a problem with discrimination, counter it by forming small Arab communities. However, anything about for above 400, it's illegal now in Israel okay. to, uh, to have a, a committee. Uh, this, of course, creates some uh, peculiar uh, you know, uh, things like having uh, uh, two, two, two communities, two communities yes. which are attached, but it's actually two, two communities. communities. Uh, never mind. Okay. Jewish, uh, Jewish ways. Okay. Uh, yes. 399 it's, families. It's and it's very clear. Yeah, you have uh, these... Um, Areas like uh, Oshaya, right. if you know near Lavie, right? Yeah, yeah. So they have 399, and it's constant, you know, and they don't build anymore. Okay, and uh, if somebody goes out, somebody can come in, right. but okay. Um, so, but, but uh, however, um, uh, the, the people who wrote the initial proposal of this uh, law were very specific about wanting to overturn this Kaadan decision of the Supreme Court. And specifically it included a clause which said the state is allowed to form uh, communities, and I'll, I'll give you the uh, exact, uh, exact quote in the original suggestion, the state uh, uh, it was just a second... Ah, the state may permit a community, including members of a single religion or members of a single nationality, to establish separate community settlements. So clearly, this was intended to override the Kaadan decision. This um, the, the, this caused a significant amount of opposition, uh, including from the president, including from Israel's president, stating that this is crossing a fine line between saying, listen, we have collective rights to the Jewish people, which is legitimate, and discriminating against the Arab citizens of Israel as private people, not as a a collective. And and indeed, this was um, taken out of the... uh, of the draft that is now being discussed before the Knesset. However, uh, at a price, at a price. First of all, Article 7, this is the article we are dealing with, included also something that was supposed to be a to, to a compensation to the Arab because the original words of the clause, and once again, this was taken out, said... Uh, each resident of Israel, without regard to his religion or its nationality, shall be entitled to strive for preservation of his culture, right. heritage, language, and identity. This was a significant recognition of some collective rights of Arabs. I'll right. read it again, okay? Each resident of Israel, parenthesis meaning even Arabs, without regards to his religion and nationality, should be entitled to strive for preservation of his culture and heritage and language and identity. So this means we have a Jewish state. 
However, the Arab citizens have some collective rights, even if yeah. it's not self-determination. This was also taken out. So right. once you took out, and, and then the second part of the article said, and you have a right to form settlements which are intended, intended for... Okay, but this entire thing was struck right. down. And what we have now is something which I, I think personally I'm not sure that the uh, Arab minority did a good deal so n- the current way it's written now instead of these two clauses in the article it says the state sees in the development of Jewish settlement a national value and it will act in order to encourage uh, erecting such settlements and so specifically it says Jewish settlement. settlement. So, um, so once again, it's not a right to have specific Jewish settlements, mm-hmm. but there is a recognition here in a basic law in the obligation of a state towards Jewish settlement. And what the price that was paid in order to achieve this uh, was that uh, the entire thing of preservation of heritage and culture was taken out right. of the so, so I'm not sure I'm not I, uh, if I were <laughs> a, a, an Arab or once again I'm not speaking for the Arab citizens but, but looking at the question right. of equality here I'm not sure this is a good deal but once it's again less, it's less sharp and it's less articulated but that's actually not so good yeah. you know, coming down the line because the more articulate a lot, a lot of what is going on with this law depends on the interpretation of the Israeli Supreme Court Right. Okay. So a lot of it hangs, uh, as it always hangs in constitutions, because they are written in open-ended terms. Right. A lot of it hangs on 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 the Supreme Court. What's the interpretation that the court will give to it? But so it's symbolic in one hand. On the other hand, it could have very serious ramifications. Nobody knows. There was actually in the press there was a very interesting um, exchange between the uh, deputy attorney general who said before the committee we read this as giving uh, uh, Jewish settlements no right to discriminate against any Arab mm-hmm. or the state, no right and then a member of the Knesset Bezalel Smutrich saying to the uh, yeah. deputy attorney general you are not an official interpreter of the law, we <laughs> are the legislators and we are saying and we mean that there will be um, some advantage to, uh, to Jewish settlements he even used sharp, a sharp language as he sometimes does but 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 there is uh, it shows that there is disagreement here. Right. They made him apologize though. Yeah, yeah <laughs> because he used uh, yeah. a sharp uh, uh, language. Right. But 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 the essence. He didn't apologize for the right. essence of what he was saying. And it's that there is disagreement regarding this, the interpretation. It could go either way. Okay. And this is this is something that's characterized Israel since since uh, Chief Justice Barak really, and this idea of the the clash between the Supreme Court and the legislature. And the Knesset. No, hasn't it? It's been a. Uh, okay, I'll, I'm, must be before also. Yeah, but we, we have to yeah. um, we have to understand. It, this might be for a different discussion, okay, mm-hmm. altogether, because it will take us a, a right. long time. I'll just give you a very short thing about it. A lot of what goes on is because the Knesset doesn't want to get hard decisions. Uh huh. 
So it's easy for them to throw it on the court. It's court. the court's fault, right. right? It's Barack's fault, and it's easy because for to to do it on on uh, on Barack because he is very he is very outspoken, right. and he and he did have a, a, was a very important uh, person in Israel. But you have to remember that uh, sometimes the Knesset, the members of Knesset. Because they don't want to politically arrive at uh, you know, easy, complicated right. decisions, it's easy for them to say, listen, it's only right. the... Well, you can see it in religion and state issues right. that they don't want to get, you know, the status quo, they don't want to get hard decisions, and they say, okay, the court, but then they attack the court. Right. right. See. Okay. But, uh, yeah, but, but there is a clash here. Right. Okay. And in terms of the relationship of diaspora jury to... Okay, so, so this is uh, interesting. In Article 6... The, um, this is a very important article, I think. The state will... Uh, let me look at the... Uh, uh, just again... That's it. Uh, we, you know, we have plenty of... We have five minutes to consider... Uh, the connection. We have an article. Uh, the connection of the Jewish people in diaspora. The state will act to strengthen the connection between Israel and the, uh, and the uh, Jews... In the diaspora, and the state will uh, protect the well-being of the, of the of the Jewish people who are in uh, in trouble. Okay, so these are in, in, uh, important. The, sta- the this is what was added uh, uh, in in the decision. So the state will act. To protect the connection between the state on, and the Jewish people, and uh, the original language was wherever they are, and the current language says only in the diaspora. So this is an important. Why the state doesn't have to act to protect the connection between the state and the Jewish people in Israel only in the diaspora? What does it mean? Supposedly, what happened here? is that some ultra-Orthodox members of Knesset were afraid that this will uh, provide support for the court saying if you want to act to connect the Jewish people to the state, then you have to give other parts of, uh, you know, conservative, reformed Jews, you have to give them rights within Israel. This goes to a major discussion that, uh, of course, the listener here are um, uh, are aware of uh, regarding uh, Giyu, yeah, right. conversion, conversion, and regarding the rights in the Kotel. Right. right. So you have a lot of discussions in Israel right. regarding this. And the ultra-Orthodox members said, listen, <laughs> we, you can act in the diaspora, you can do whatever you want, but don't bring it right. um, to Israel. Symbolically, I don't, I don't think it will have effect and... Anyway, symbolically, this is a very problematic clause for Jews in the diaspora. I think it uh, raised a lot of opposition from because it means uh-huh. that within Israel, <laughs> uh, the law allows the government to discriminate between between different parts of of right. uh, of, of Jewish of the Jewish religion, different uh, sects of the right. strains of the Jewish religion, and and it's um, and and it's. Uh, I think uh, problematic, but, uh, but this this did not, did not uh, you you will not be surprised to know that this will did not get a lot of attention 
in Jewish politics or right. in media, right? This was here considered in here in Israel. Israel. It was cons- considered right. the question to the, to the, you know, the, to the diaspora. diaspora. Not there are Jews in the diaspora writing about it and concerned about it. Okay, so and, and this will will pass. I mean, this is in the final draft, right. and I think it, it passed without. Uh, Interesting. So, one of your colleagues from from the Israel Democracy Institute actually wrote a, a blog on your website and also in the Jerusalem Post, exactly pointing out what you're saying that people weren't paying attention to this, but they really need to be paying attention to this. The Jews in the diaspora. So it's, uh, yes. It, it, mind you, it doesn't say that the uh, uh, you know conservatives and reform Jews will not have rights in Israel. It only says it's not part of. The basic law to, to the state to, right. to act according to right. Do you think this is a normal growing pain for a sta- state this age, especially for uh, people that have been in diaspora for 2,000 years? Is this, should we have expected these sorts of complications? Uh, um, we should have expect, expected complications because this entire state is a miracle. <laughs> right, the idea that people are coming back. With, there is no comparable comparable example. There is no, right. and of course it's a problem. And another thing you also know better than me that there is um, a stri- major change now in uh, in in uh, in Jewish thought, and it's that in the first time in uh, more than two thousand years, the largest concentration of Jews is mm-hmm. in Israel. Right, and it's Amazing. even getting close to a majority of Jews in Israel. This creates a lot of tensions, enormous amount of tensions between Israel and the diaspora. It's problematic in many, many aspects, and it's reflected, of course, in in this. I, I'm, uh, I think, uh, um, the idea that we will be able to solve this problem within this law is, of course, it's unrealistic. But it's, I think it's regrettable that it, was, it, it came out the, the way it did. I think that's a good way to end it. The miraculous nature of the state of Israel and the struggles we have right before Tisha B'Av, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is exactly the kind of problems. You know, it's like if you win the lottery, so you can have a lot of right. problems. But As they say, right? Bayochel Ashirin, the that's problems of the rich. Thank God it's first world problems instead of ghetto problems yeah. for the Jews. So thank you so much, uh, Dr. Thanks, Klein. Klein. It means so much to us to, I mean, just for us to help understand it better. But yeah, uh, sure. it's an important service for our listeners as well. Thank you very much. And yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure we will be back with more questions in <laughs> future episodes. Yeah, sure. I don't know if you know what you just signed up for. Yeah. <laughs> well, for Matthew, anything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Jerusalem U, the Israel Teachers Lounge podcast. Please feel free to subscribe through whichever service you use. Also, come join us on the Facebook page and ask us questions and keep up to date with what we're doing. We love feedback. Also, we would really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes and review and rate us on iTunes or Stitcher. It would make a very big difference for us and you would earn our eternal gratitude. Thanks so much.